Good evening, Marvin Rabbi Yisai. And we're here at the end of Perek Ches and Hilchen Shar Avedes Aleikim. Perek Ches, that we're learning this old age question that the Nefesh asked the Seichel, that being, how do we reconcile the fact that it seems from Psukim and in reality that Hashem is pulling in control, the other hand, other Psukim, and we sense in ourselves that we are in control. And he brought two schools of thought until he said, this is something, there's a combination of the two, and it's something we don't fully understand. We we accept the fact that we don't fully understand it, as we mentioned from the Rambam, that is not something we can clearly understand. And the Yichavah says the reason for this is, because if we want to be able to relate to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and get from Hashem, who's compared to the brilliant sun, we have to have coverings. We have to have things that indeed are beyond our comprehension and in that way it won't blind us. So he gives us now a couple of examples. Very uh, interesting. He says, besides this marshal of the weak eyesight, says, Void, that we see even in the, in things that that work like uh, mechanisms or instruments if we had not seen them with our own eyes if someone would tell us about a certain phenomenon as he's going to explain, Kimoi Ha'istrabul. Okay, so the Astrabul, what was that? That was a, uh, a device that was used. Shumoizneachism was the scale of those astrologers. And they used to use this, this in ancient times to measure things, measure the sun, the position of the sun, and that's what they used to use. If we would not have seen this with our own eyes, and obviously in his times, it was the device that was used, this astral. And he says, if we would have never have used it, we would never have seen such a thing. Someone describe us. So you have this thing that is in the shape of the world, and you position, you hold in a certain way, and then you could see the way it swings, where the sun is, we would say, what are you talking about? You can't, you can't with a little device, a little instrument, you can figure out all of that wisdom. We would say, not possible. How the spheres move, where the stars are, and to know timing of things, from the seasons, Things that we would never have known without it, if we wouldn't have seen it with our own eyes, we wouldn't understand it in our minds. We wouldn't be able to even conjure up what exactly it means. What does that mean? What does it look like? How does it work? So it's just he's giving us an example. It's obviously something that was relevant in his times. That I guess nowadays we would say, imagine you describe to somebody a computer. But we never knew what a computer is. You know, we're all used to it because you know what a computer is and you push a couple of buttons, 
all of a sudden it spits out a, a, a mathematical answer that, that would take you 10 years to figure it out, or impossible to figure it out. And then, boom, it comes up. Right? You know, how would that be possible? So before before the computer age, someone would tell you, well, you know, you have you know you have an encyclopedia. Well, encyclopedia. Let's say you want to look up all of the uh, insertions, um, uh, you know, under the uh, under the the word uh, car, yeah. And, and you have to open up a book, open another book, and you want to see it in multiple languages. You got to get more books. Imagine the table. You push one button, and within a a quarter of a second, you have thousands of possible places with the answer right there. I mean, people say it's impossible. Well, what does that mean? I mean? You open up so many books. That's that. So we would think it's impossible. So says the Chavos, we understand that without actually seeing things, there are some things that you can't understand. Another example, even a, a better example, he says, the other thing that only the astrologers use. But something that Everybody uses this thing in his house. Hapeles. What's hapeles? It's a, it's a scale. It's a balance. They use to, to, to weigh things. A scale of sorts. Kilule asagas chushru useinu say If not for the fact that we see this thing, we would never be able to comprehend. She yishokel shekel that you could actually weigh things perfectly. How can you weigh things when one is much longer, one is heavier? How could you do that? I can understand if you put things in your hand, if they're of the same weight, but you can tell me how much this weighs compared to what I'm holding over here. How do you do that? Oh, but you have this, you have this long scale, looks like a ruler, and you have weights on them, and you could put it down on one side or another, you know, like you go to the doctor's office, you want to weigh yourself, so you put that metal uh, that metal bar, you slip it a little bit, right? And you, you're pushing it 50, 100, 200, 300, it must be broken. Yeah. So, right? So, if we want to see such a thing, you say, how does that work? How is that possible? But, we've seen it. It could measure so many different things. One little stone it can make that that balance. It can make that uh, calculation. And We'll give one more example. It's the Tenuas Heaven El of So uh, we may have used a telescope once in a while. We may have used maybe a scale, but I don't think we have ever used a mill. Certainly not a water mill. Okay, but. In his times, that was certainly common. And you have the, the, the mill, it's, it's the, the stone, that huge stone that's crushing all the wheat is being moved. Now, how is it being moved? It's just being moved from water. The water goes and moves the, 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 uh, the, uh, what do you call it? The, the windmill? That's the windmill. This is the water mill. It moves the, the, the wheel. The wheel. It moves the wheel. And then that moving of the wheel then can move this entire stone. So what is it? It's just movement of water that's able to make this huge 
boulder, this huge rock, move. Yeah? Let's say you take a stone, a little stone, you throw it into rushing water. What happens? Does it get brought about throughout the current? No. You know what happens? It sinks right down to the ground. So obviously, stones, even a small stone, is heavier than water. Even rushing water. Yet here you have water which is going at a slow pace and it's able to move this huge boulder around and around. How does that happen? Yeah? The stone will go straight down. You have a, a, the top stone of a mill, a water mill, that is way heavier than this little stone you threw in the water. We're not talking about rushing waters and yet it doesn't hold up the stone. We're talking about a very gentle movement of water. How could that be? If someone would tell us that this is phenomenon, we would never see with our own eyes. We would deny his words. It's only because we lack the knowledge. We don't understand how the mechanics of this world works. And the lack of our understanding. But when you see it happening, you see, no, this actually happens. The water pushes the the wheel and the wheel slowly is put, turning it and that's how it's able to do it. So we figured it out. But you see, without that, we're so limited in our knowledge. This is what he wants to put forth over here. So, the, the fact that we know is that we're so, what he calls foolish, in other words, we're so unknowledgeable in so many things, things that we deal with all the time. So, certainly no wonder, certainly no wonder that we're not going to understand the mighty, awesome, omnipotent God. We're not going to understand how He decrees things, how He works things. From the judgment of Hashem, they're way beyond us. So you see, even in the Bria, you see Hashem puts in at different times things that if we wouldn't have seen it and felt it and touched it and used it ourselves, no way we would ever comprehend and believe such a thing. So if that's the case, we never saw our Kodesh Borgu up front. We never saw his plan book, how he works out, Skarva Einish and Mazda Latikana Kloli. So it's no wonder that we are inequipped to understand it and unknowledgeable. This is what David Amelach said in Tehillim. Hashem Gova Libi. Hashem, my heart did not become full of pride. And I didn't make my eyes open wide. David Amelach said, I know my limitations. And I didn't get full of arrogance. I didn't lift my eyes to say, Oh, I know everything. And I didn't try to tread on a place which is beyond me. Things that are more wondrous, more great than I could ever appreciate. And that's, that's a, it's a, a sign of humility. And it's a sign of emuna that Akash is so great beyond describing it in words 
that obviously there are many, many, many things that we don't understand. After he said this statement, he says, I just put my hands, put myself in the hands of Hashem. I'm quiet. I have nothing to say. It's like I'm in my mother's arms, like a baby in its mother's arms. That's how I am to Hashem. So this also gives us a, a little bit of a, the two psukim. It seems to me that that's what David Melech is saying. The first Pazik is saying, I have no idea how Hashem works, but I have to view it as if I'm, I'm, I'm in control. And if Hashem, and the David Melech says, I'm doing it, but it's, it's my, if it's my Bechirit to do, so I have to try to do it, and I don't get full of pride because of that. At the same time, everything that does happen, Lamaisa, I say, it's Hashem doing it, I'm like a baby in its mother's arms. So that's the, that's the reconciles the two parts of it. This completes Perek Ches, Mitzvah We have a little bit left still in Shavuot Salikim, Perek Tes, and Perek Yud. Agutenacht and Agutenshavus.